the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, we got to update you on what's going on in the uh, latest episode of Atlanta Law, Trials and Travails of uh, Fawny Willis and Nathan Wade. Uh, while we do this, we'll have to uh, bother the king amid his slumber. Is this the perfect anthem for what's going on in Atlanta? I can't walk out. Just Fawny and Nathan were just so in love. (laughs) They put their whole careers on the line. True love. True love. Yes. Uh, Terrence Bradley, Nathan Wade's uh, former law partner, was on uh, on the stand yesterday. And boy, did he not want to be there. Uh, I don't know where in the world uh, Terrence Bradley would have uh, rather been less than the uh, witness chair in Atlanta, Fulton County, where he, after visiting with the judge in chambers, then had to go into open court and testify about all the things that the judge pulled out of him in chambers. And basically what the attorneys for Donald Trump and the other accused racketeering, um, those charged with racketeering by Fonnie Willis, want to talk about are the text messages from Nathan Wade's former law partner, Terrence Bradley, to one of the attorneys for one of Trump's co-defendants. Because in those text messages, Terrence Bradley seemed to spill the beans that Fonnie Willis <coughs> and Nathan Wade's affair started long before she hired him to chase down Donald Trump and coincidentally take her on an array of expensive vacations around the country. See, pursuing a billionaire former president with a bogus racketeering charge and looping in 18 other defendants on the case might sound complex to you, but actually it takes so little of your time as the Atlanta district attorney and as the special prosecutor hired for more than half a million dollars by the Atlanta district attorney that you actually have all kinds of time to go on cruises and vacations and the like. It's just a misnomer that this would be a very complicated case that would require all your time. Now, on the other hand, Nathan Wade did bill Fannie Willis for 24 hours work in one particular day. So, I mean, maybe he was fully rested from his trip to Belize with Fani, And he came back and he was like, I'm going to make it up to the Fulton County taxpayer. I'm going to work around the clock on this Trump thing. Okay. Let's get to what happened in court yesterday. So, <clears throat> here is uh, a text. Well, here is an exchange in court where... Terrence Bradley had to try to cover 
for now think of this. He's in a pickle. Like he's an attorney. He can't lie on the stand, right? If he lies on the stand, he's guilty of perjury. He has foolishly or even stupidly texted inside information about Nathan Wade and Fonnie Willis's relationship to one of the attorneys representing Trump's co-defendant. And the attorney's name is Ashley Merchant. And you will hear Ashley Merchant uh, here asking Terrence Bradley about whether or not he can confirm that Nathan Wade and Fonnie Willis had, uh, how we say, friendly relations at their office prior to Nathan Wade being officially hired as prosecutor in the case against Donald Trump. Mr. Wade told you that they had sex at that office, though, correct? I don't recall him saying that, no. You don't recall? No. So it's possible he did say that? You just don't remember one way or another? I do not remember him saying that. Now, does that seem plausible to you? Uh, Your law partner, Nathan Wade, is dating, at that time she would have been a judge, before she ran for district attorney. Your your law partner tells you that he's, or he, or he doesn't tell you, that he's having an affair with a judge in Atlanta and that they're having sex in the office. That is something that you either, A, remember, or B, say, no, he never told me that. Because that is not something... I'm speaking as a male here because Terrence Bradley is a male, and I think I can identify with the male mindset. That is not something that you would not recall. You would be pretty doggone sure to recall that. And if somebody said, don't you recall? You'd say, no, that's crazy. He never said that to me. But he doesn't say, that's crazy. He never said that to me. He goes, I don't recall. Terrence Bradley, it's like he was doing an Anthony Fauci impression yesterday on the stand. He used, I don't recall... Like multiple, multiple, multiple times here under questioning from Donald Trump's attorney who wanted to know why Terrence Bradley told Ashley Merchant that the affair started before Wade was hired. And then when he's back in court and he has to say, explain the text messages, he didn't recall. After the word absolutely, you on your own said it started when she left the DA's office and was judge in South Fulton. They met at the Municipal Court CLE conference. That's what you said, correct? That is correct. So you on your own came up with the whole notion that it started when she left the DA's office and was judge in South Fulton. That's, according to you, that's speculation on your part, correct? Overruled. Answer the question, Mr. Bradley. Yes, that's... That's speculation on my part, yes. Why would you speculate that that's when they started the relationship? What would cause you to put that down as speculation? I don't recall but um, why I thought that it started at that time. Why would you speculate (laughs) when she was asking you a direct question about when the relationship started? I have no answer for that. But if you didn't know, 
and you were asked specifically as this exhibit shows, mm-hmm. maybe you can explain why you wouldn't say, I don't know. I, I don't know why I didn't um, say I don't know. Now, does that sound believable to you? It does not sound believable to me. But a lot of people on CNN are talking about how, oh, they failed to pin Terrence Bradley down and he didn't give damaging testimony. Thankfully, there are still a few people, very few, who can look at this objectively, who do not share my political view on the world. One of them is the esteemed attorney Alan Dershowitz. Uh, Here is Alan Dershowitz, liberal Democrat, talking about, and by the way, esteemed lawyer, talking about what he sees in the Atlanta courtroom and what should happen compared to what he thinks will happen. What I want to happen is Forney Willis and Nathan Wade uh, get disbarred, get thrown in jail for perjury, because that's what I think happened in the case. But I don't think it's going to happen. I think is going to happen is that there will be a recusal of just Nathan Wade. But that might not happen, too. The judge may say, look, I'm not making any findings of fact here. I'm just saying the evidence is not sufficiently compelling to warrant the extraordinary remedy of recusal. It was wrong for them to have any kind of relationship while he was working as special prosecutor, but the law doesn't do this and doesn't do that. I don't know what he's going to do, but it's somewhere between not doing anything and just probably disqualifying Wade. I will be pleasantly surprised if he goes further than that, which he should, but I don't know whether he will. Yeah, because this judge has got a deal with Fonnie Willis going forward. She's not going to lose her job as district attorney in Atlanta. She's got that job. Unless she gets disbarred, which would be, you know, phenomenal, which would be justice. But does this judge want to take that stand in Atlanta, Georgia? I mean, he's got to get reelected again. And if anything is clear from this, it's that Fonnie Willis is not going to be held accountable by voters for what she's done. So dueling border visits today, Joe Biden going to uh, Brownsville, Texas, where they had about uh, 46, I think the number was, migrants detained last week. Uh, Donald Trump going to Eagle Pass. Eagle Pass had 2,000. Even 2,000 is a small number. San Diego sector is where it's hot right now. Uh, But there was some thought that Joe Biden might announce a big executive order to uh, slow the people streaming over the border. Uh, because it would help his re-election campaign, because that is the number one issue out there. Immigration is the number one issue out there. The murder of Lake and Riley in Athens, Georgia, proved by an illegal immigrant. The horrific stories around the country of a 14-year-old girl raped at knife point by another illegal immigrant. It proves that this is true when people say every town's a border town. And uh, I have a lot of family in Arizona. I used to like to go to Arizona on vacation. I like to go to see my family. I don't love seeing this. A new report by the Common Sense Institute of Arizona determines that spending on homelessness in the Grand Canyon state is roughly $1 billion. $1 billion. And this is all immigration related. I do not understand the concept of why we have to give people free housing, free medical care, money, I don't understand the concept of why we have to do that. 
I don't understand why that is incumbent upon us to do that for people who come to our country. I'm open to being enlightened, but I do not understand why we have to do that. Imagine the crime rate if we didn't. Yeah, I know. Like the crime rate is not exactly uh, low as it is. Uh, But here's KJP, Corinne Jean-Pierre, which, you know, she's the liar in chief, so this might not be true, saying that there's no big announcement coming from Ice Cream Joe. So I don't have anything to, I'm not going to get ahead of the president, don't have anything to, to uh, announce at this time. We've, <laughs> we've spoken to executive actions. I've spoken to that many times. Uh, we think the bottom line is the way to have dealt with this uh, border, the challenge that we see at the border, what we see with this immigration, a broken immigration system that has been broken for decades, is if we, if Republicans have moved forward uh, with um, uh, with the bipartisan deal that came out of the Senate. But instead of doing that, Donald Trump, they listened to Donald Trump, the former president, and they made it about politics. They did not make it about an issue that majority of Americans care about. Well, that is not true, which I know shocks you because it came out of the mouth of the liar-in-chief. Uh, there has been waiting for action in the U.S. Senate for a long time, something called H.R. 2. It is a bill that passed the House of Representatives, and it would require the Department of Homeland Security to construct a wall across the U.S.-Mexico border. It would do a lot of other things that Donald Trump was doing until Joe Biden undid them with 94 executive orders. Uh, It would expand the types of crimes that would make individuals ineligible for asylum, such as a conviction for DUI, uh, causing another person serious bodily injury or death. Uh, That would have gotten rid of the guy who murdered Lake and Riley because he was previously charged with endangering a minor. It would authorize the Department of Homeland Security to to suspend the introduction of certain non-U.S. nationals at an international border if DHS determines that the suspension is necessary to achieve operational control of the border. So you could shut the flow off instead of letting them camp by the tens of thousands under bridges and then automatically letting them in and giving them a court date that you know they're never going to show up for years in advance. So H.R. 2 would do all the things that the American people want done. And yet Joe Biden says the Republicans in Congress have done nothing. No, they passed it. It's sitting there. It's waiting for Schumer and the Senate to act on it. It's just that they don't want to. Nobody ever talks about H.R. 2 in the media. And the reason why is because it refutes the lie that the Democrats put forward all the time. Now, I sometimes wonder, I've told you this before, about the tone of the show and does it get to be too negative? I know we got a Democratic president, Democratic Senate, a Democratic media, Democratic entertainment complex, on and on and on and on. But there are some truth-tellers out there, and they provide an enlightened take sometimes. You all remember Barack Obama's speech about, oh, you didn't build that. You didn't build that. You didn't build that. Well, there is another politician who has a decidedly different view, or at least a decidedly different application of the whole you didn't build that thing. He is the lieutenant governor of North Carolina, and hopefully the future governor of North Carolina, Mark Robinson. It's always a good day to listen to Mark Robinson, who here gives a fresh perspective on the argument for reparations. 
There are some people that were talking about reparations in this country. They wanted reparations. And I remember I made this particular liberal so angry at me because I told them right to their face, nobody owes you anything for slavery. If you want to tell the truth about it, it is you who owes. It's you who owes. Why do you owe? Because somebody in those fields took stripes for you. Somebody after those fields were ended and slavery was ended. Somebody had to walk through Jim Crow for you. Somebody fought wars and died for you. Somebody lived less than because they didn't have what you have and they did it for you. There are people in their graves right now and they are there because they were willing to stand up and fight for you. Those folks on the Edmund Pettus Bridge carrying American flags, take that Colin Kaepernick, living in a society that he could scarcely acknowledge, something that he has never known, living with a bigotry that none of us can imagine, carrying American flags on that bridge. And when they were hit upside the head with nightsticks and shot with water hoses and knocked to the ground, they got up and picked those flags up and kept marching. And they did it for you. Nobody owes you anything if anybody owes it's you because you've been the benefactor of freedom. You are the one that owes. And what do you owe? You owe it to them to get up off your tail and get to school. And when you get to school, you owe it to them to get up off your tail at school and get to work and get some learning in your head. And once you get that schooling in your head and get out of that school, you owe it to them to get to work. And then when you get to work and you get married, you owe it to them to take care of your children. Uh, Mark Robinson brings the truth every time he talks. He is hated on the left. Of course he is because his existence as someone who has advanced through the Republican ranks disproves every lie out there that the Democrats often utter, that the deck is stacked against him. His campaign commercials are must-watch TV. You can go to his website, uh, markrobinson.com, with um, any justice at all. He will be elected the governor of North Carolina, and hopefully someday, uh, if all continues to go well and He does a great job in his role as future governor of North Carolina. Someday, perhaps, we'll be talking about him and his leadership as it may apply nationally to the Republican Party. There are lots of other people in the Republican Party who I think can articulate a smart vision for our country. Rand Paul, Josh Hawley, maybe J.D. Vance. The Democrats have no one who can articulate a vision that will resonate across party lines because the people who support Democrats are ideologically dug in with their allegiance to things that are untrue. As I said yesterday, there is not a single Democratic narrative out there that does not melt under the light of truth. Eric Garner, COVID, Hunter Biden laptop, Joe Biden, oligarchs, all of it. It's all built on lies. Only Republicans have the truth on their side. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.